Welcome, everybody, to another installment of Innovation Crush. Uh, my name is Chris Denson, in case you did not know that. Just so you guys know. You're not here for no reason. Just a couple. Yeah, just a couple. <laughs> um, and in case it's your first time tuning in, this show kind of covers all things innovation, marketing, ideas, cool stuff happening in the marketplace. And uh, the ball continues rolling today with the uh, husband-wife duo, Skip and Allison Bedell. Say hello. Hello. How you doing, guys? Hey. Um, by the way, it's not live, so you don't have. You're not gonna get live. live right. people. Uh, I was waiting for the applause. You're like uh, nobody said it. It's just crickets. Was, what happened? Did you have sound effects? Something. Uh, yeah, that's what we need. We need to up our budget. So, yeah. Yeah. as soon as we get you guys' budgets, then then we'll start doing the the cream of the crop production style uh, yeah. stuff. So, uh, in case people don't know, um, you guys host an amazingly intense, surprisingly intense uh, reality series um, called To Catch a Contractor. Catch a Contractor. Yes. Um, or, sorry, yes. Catch a Contractor. It used to be two, actually. Eeny, meeny. They took away the two uh, before the pilot aired. Oh. Yeah. No, it's Why just Catch a Contractor. Yeah. Uh, which is exactly what you do, which is a, yeah. it's we do. pretty, yeah. pretty amazingly uh, intense, especially you. Like, I'm, I'm like, it's intense, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so let's back up. Uh, let, you know, let's talk childhood memories. Now, let's look. How far back you want to go? Let's <laughs> tears start streaming. Yeah. No, how did like how did this come to be? Especially, I mean, you guys as a you know uh, an, an attractive duo, oh, I, will, I must say. Um, we're going to turn down the lights in a little while and get some some Whoa. wine. Some candles you know. and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. some massage oil. <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> exactly. Different kind of show this time. You guys want to step out for a little while? <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, kind of back us up. Just like how did this come to fruition, you know, as, as a property? Well, um, I'm in the remodeling business. That's what I do. Um, back at home, I have a contracting business. Allison is a private investigator, also works in law enforcement. And um, the, you know, it kind of just worked out that we uh, it's a really good combination for this show. Right. Um, you know, it so. was coincidental, actually. They, had, they were looking for somebody to host the show, and they saw a demo reel that I had put on the internet of Skip that he had done something an audition for years before. A bunch before. of commercials, right. different things. So you had a demo reel, like on a disc inside of a filing cabinet. I was like, "What are you doing with this?" Thing? It was like an old VCR. It, yeah, tape. it was like in the back of a drawer. Well, it was like, kind of like beta. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> right. I put it on YouTube, and I put yeah. a lot of tag words so that anybody looking for something specific might find it. And that's right. exactly actually what happened. The uh, the casting person they had gone through it about fifty people, and they were down to like the last week, and they still hadn't liked anybody. Right. So they saw his video, and then the next thing they called him up. Asked him to come in and do a sizzle reel. I flew in with him. Somebody that was supposed to be on the sizzle reel, playing investigator, they didn't show up that day because if you don't get paid for sizzle reels. They got a paying job. Right. So they asked me to just stand in to make the sizzle. And then next thing you know, like throughout the day, someone's talking to me, asking me what I do for a living. And it turns out I do exactly what the role does. There are so many people in Hollywood who are going to hate you guys right now. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even try, really. Know, yeah. came to us. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's like a classic like sitcom story where it's like, the friend shows up with the you know with the guy uh-huh. who can sing like oh, I'm just gonna go there to support you and then the right. director comes out like what are you doing? Uh-huh. Well, from uh-huh. what I understand, the casting process on this thing was really difficult because they didn't want any actors. This is 100% non-scripted, so it's uh, they needed someone that's actually a licensed professional contractor and um, and also had some TV ability. You know, can right. take direction and you know doesn't work. get spooked by a camera pointed at you. So I think the fact <laughs> that I had done you know some commercial work and voiceover work and different. things things over the years and always kind of dabbling in it. But my main line has always been construction. It's, that's what right. I do. And uh, kind of a hopeful thing that I wanted to try to be like a, you know, do like a Bob Vila thing or get a DIY show or something like that. So hopefully that it would lead to that. And coincidentally, this thing kind of just came to place and they were looking for someone that, you know, could do what I do. So right. it worked out well. It worked out really well, I think, for them more so because in getting somebody who appeared to, you know, look well on camera yep. and could speak well. He's got you a know, beard and everything. Yeah, yeah you yeah, know, yeah. he looks good, he sounds good, but he also vibe, really, really knows his shit. So that's yeah. the best part. They actually lucked out more so than we did because everything, and so many people on the in the production have said it, that everything that he embodies as far as the knowledge and the ability to, he gets along great with Adam, the two sure. of them, the personalities, yeah, the way great. that they go we together. Cool it's thing. amazing. Yeah, the chemistry is good there, you know. 
Um, so how long ago did this did, did this magical mo- series of moments this is happen? Like about two years ago now. <laughs> yeah, right. two so years so since like we did a sizzle been, reel. You know, it was in development for a little while, you know, and trying to put together the whole concept. You guys were it. building it. You know, trying <laughs> to put it. together yeah. the idea. I mean, they had the idea, but I think it kind of grew. You know, it was never a husband and wife thing. It was never, uh, a, you know, a, a three-man team. It kind of evolved. Right. And then, of course, you know, our partner, uh, Adam Carolla, uh, yeah, he, he's just an awesome, you know, he, I mean, he's... To work together with him is just a great opportunity. So this whole thing together just came, you know, just kind of came together uh, piece by piece. Right. And the chemistry was really kind of unlikely. When we got together to do the pilot, we were all kind of like, well, you know. We went to dinner for the how's, first time how's the it night before. How's going to work out, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah, so the you night met before him we like, started. Uh, that's yeah. funny. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the whole comedy thing edged to it, but it's a, it's a very serious show. There's a lot of confrontation. And it just um, it just evolved into such a cool thing, you know. She's directing you to you take you take yeah, direction yeah. well. How, how <laughs> see, long have you guys that, been? That works. She just she, if you guys don't know, she's just like get in, get in closer to the mic, gave him the wave. Like, what are you doing <laughs> so over that, there? So that? <laughs> how long have you guys been married? Three years now. Yeah, yeah. we've been together almost five. Nice. Yeah. yeah. How'd you meet? In Home Depot. Are you really serious? This is this story is getting better and better, <laughs> in, like yeah. every sentence. Yeah. <laughs> you met, met at Home Depot. We met yeah. in a Home. Were you Depot. investigating? Him privately? No, I was just shopping for paint, and I <laughs> saw uh, him. AKA stalking. Well, no, I got a little stalky because I saw him, but then I left because I was done paying, and then I, I just, I was thinking I gotta go meet that guy. I, I saw him standing there, and, and something told me that I needed to meet him. Right, and, and she so did. I went back in, and I did. Oh, so you were the aggressor in this? Yeah. Year. We started talking, and uh, one thing led to another, and it was sparks um, immediately. Yeah, it was <laughs> kind of like that instant attraction, you know. Like you just—it's crazy. I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but it's just like that. Just happened, like yeah, it was like a really very, strong, very pull. cool thing. That's yeah, awesome. We knew. Yeah, and so you've had so many magic moments since then. Obviously, yeah. Um, how? What's it like? You know, work like life work balance for you guys, right? Like, because you're in bed together and in bed together in television, right? And, yeah. and, it, yeah. and then you got your regular work, and you've got your regular work, yeah. and it's like you know, each of you has multi hyphenate careers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, how do you how do you keep that you know that balance in the we in your lead really different lives at home. I mean, obviously, I'm out doing construction and running my jobs, and Allison. And law enforcement, which is in you know two totally different worlds apart from each other, and we come home at the end of the day and kind of compare stories, and uh, you know, but we have a really very close bond, you know. Right. Yeah. So like we're out during the day, we get home at night, we're tired, we spend a few hours on the couch watching some deep TV, and then we go to bed. And wake do you watch up your own show? Again. Oh yeah. <laughs> do you, look, I, I always, it's always curious. Like, do people watch their own? Yeah. You know, no, we can't wait to see it. It's funny. A lot of people I talk to in show business that we've met over the last couple of years, they all, ah, I don't watch my show. Or, right. you know, like, yeah, they, they don't. Some people don't even like to see themselves on TV. It's, it's because it's unscripted. We don't know what they're gonna oh, make right, of it. Right. We so don't you want to see the final product? Yeah. I yeah. I mean, it's told. There's so much not in it that actually happened because you can only fit so much into an hour of television programming that we wonder, like, how is it going to turn out? Is it going to be as many laughs as we experienced while we were doing it? Are they going to include all the harsh words that were said to the contractor? Right. You know, there's well, there's a lot of content. As, as, yeah, uh, there's a lot of stuff that they don't include, you know. Well, so just not enough time. Yeah. Right. Like when last season, you know, we were a 30-minute show, so we're really excited to be up to an hour now. Um, you know, the network had confidence in us to, you know, to do that hour show. And, and honestly, I think we could probably do a, a few hours every episode because there's yeah. so much material. You know, and right. so, I mean, just each, each section of the show from meeting the family and hearing that, you know, that desperation story to the, you know, to Allison doing the whole tracking down and, and her her whole, you know, thing to getting these guys to come to the house and the right. confrontation and just through the whole process of fixing the house, there's, there's so much to tell there that they really have to kind of try to take the best moments out of yeah. it. And we speak to some of the people that work back in production and, and everyone says the same thing. The hardest part about working on this show is trying to figure out what not to yeah. include that cutting room floor is like yeah. It's tough. Yeah. yeah, so I'm hoping they make up bloopers. You know, they, yeah, they do like a, so all the stuff, all the uh, the outtakes and stuff that was cut. You <laughs> Lots know, of funny stuff. There's a lot of funny stuff. Adam is just, you know, he's a he's a monster. He's just, what, he's, g- give me like one moment that's happened that didn't make it on air that you totally wish would you. Oh, uh, the, there's there's so <laughs> many, but what? Well, yeah, well, yeah. Actually, the, this season's premiere episode. Um, 
we get into it with all these guys. So the confrontation scenes are all really hot. Like when we come in and we do the sting, you know, and the, yeah. the first time we rush in on them, these guys have never seen us before. It's exactly how you see it is how it it's happens. Great. It's, it's such for a real. Great, like those reaction so, moments. So like, are awesome. you know, you can you can just feel the adrenaline in the room. Everybody's on edge. So when we come through that door and the dude's like, "What the, f-? you know, what who are you guys? You know, what's yeah, yeah. the cameras?" And a lot of times they're like, "Get the fuck camera in my face." And they start running for the door and the confrontations get heated. So some of that stuff they keep some of it, you know, they they dial back a little bit. Right. But this, the first episode of this season, this guy was stepping in on me, getting real close, and like, we're like, we're like nose to nose, and just kind of pushing on each other and cursing. And you, yeah, he was, he, you were asking him to tell you like what it, what he did, and he was lying to you, and you're like, you don't you lie to me, and yeah, he was guy, coming back at him, just, just constant lies. I'm like, dude, you can't lie to me because I, I know, I know the the real deal. Right. I know, I know what you did. You know, you don't. I'm, you know, you're talking to the guy who knows the difference, right? So don't fucking lie to me. Right. So the guy, um, he saw stepping in on me, and I'm like, listen, man, it's a good way to get a punch in the face. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll punch you right back in the face. I said, really? So that we got into it, and I guess at some point, I, I must have maybe blacked out for a second, but evidently I told the guy I was going to tear off his arm and beat him to death with it. And, um, and it was hysterical, though. <laughs> it was, it was <laughs> hilarious. It, no, it, it, it was kind of funny. It was funny because funny. the guy's eyes got real big, and I think, you know, we got... It, it got really, really crazy right there for a second, you know, and it was this security on the set all the time. And it's funny because I got a call from some of the people in production. They're like, dude, that episode was so crazy. The passion that was there, like, you know, yeah. you, were, you were committed to that, you know, to, to making everything right. You know, we felt it so much. And that scene, that confrontation scene was one of the best that we've ever had. And these like specifically um, cited that that line that I had said. Right. Like, and by the way, we loved it when you said like did it? It was funny, <laughs> but it was also in the context of the conversation they were having, it was it wasn't about the fight physically, it was about the passion that Skip was having for defending the family. And this guy the whole time just kept denying, denying, denying. He wasn't yeah. admitting to any of the of the horrible things that he had done. Oh, so Skip was in his face so like, much, you know, man. you did this to them, you did this to them. Right. And that's what brought it to that point. So it wasn't about Skip being like the tough guy who was going to kick his ass. It was like him making him admit that, you know, you screw with these people and you risk right. their lives, you know. And, and that's what it was all about from the start. So the fact well, that they when they cut it out, they didn't want people to get the wrong impression. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, they didn't include yeah, they don't. But it was off the handle. Well, that's what you know. That was one of the questions I wanted to ask you too. Is like you're obviously very passionate about the people that you're helping very in the episodes, so. right? Like, yeah. Where does that come from? Because a lot of us, like, we may see an unfair deal happening, and we don't go to the lengths at which you, you do, you know, to right. to help defend. Well, I take it really personally. I, I look at this as like a personal offense on me and what I do in my industry. And for me, I look at this as the the men who are serious in this business that take this business uh, for real and they have a lot of pride in their work. I mean, they're craftsmen, you know, so when they go out and they build someone's house, remodel someone's home, it's not just going in there and, and doing a construction job. It's about improving their lives. It's about improving the space where they raise their children. It's something that we take very seriously right. and we love what we do. Those are the serious guys in this business. And I grew up around those kind of men. My grandfather and my father were both builders, craftsmen. Um, I watched these guys. These, these were guys that like, you know, came up through the day when when men had pride in what they're doing right and and that's the way i was raised so for me to see these guys just outright lie just you know commit fraud just do whatever they can do to get people's money and then destroy their homes in in, in the meanwhile right and then just walk out you know with no regard at all they don't care if the kids are living there they don't care if they you know the place is going to burn down because they did some half-ass right. wiring they have no, they just don't care so for me, I take it really personally, and that comes across a lot in these scenes. And, you know, it gets heated because they're trying to defend themselves. And I'm like, dude, don't even stand there and look. Don't, yeah. don't dare look me in the face and try to defend yourself because it's not yeah. going to fly. I was like the one one of the ones I watched where the guy, he, he, he lied on the on the, uh, on the the family. He was like, oh, I, such and such said he was going to do it. Or he did that. Like, it, right. I forgot oh, what it was. Yeah, it was, it was like an electric owner. thing in the shower. Yeah, that was the last episode of yeah. last season. And it was yeah, Compton. Man. Oh, my and God. The, he, but even the guy was upset. Like he he was gonna come out of the the little hidden camera mm -hmm. room and, and right. like he wanted to he wanted to do that no but it, it's amazing I mean I think you find that you know on the show we talked to a lot of 
business owners, you know, innovators, thinkers. And it is that like having a personal passion and not doing something because it's a business idea, right? It's a it's a good way to make money. Like it's which that has its place, but you know, passion always wins, right? Yeah. It's, and that, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, I believe that if you're passionate and you really believe in what you're doing, you're going to make money doing it because you're going to be you're going to want to be the best you can be at it, and people are going to want to do business with you. You know, people want to want to be around people like that, and in this industry. It's sad, but it really is true that you definitely get what you pay for. And I tell people all the time, don't always take the lowest price, you know, because there's a reason why there's one guy coming in 50% of what everyone else is yeah. going to charge. And the, wow, this, you know, it's a great deal. Let's go with that one. And you usually wind up getting burned, you know, because that means he's not using professional licensed craftsmen. He's not using, you know, certified guys. He's using people that he picked up on the corner. He's in one day, equipment. You know, yesterday they were mowing someone's lawn. Today they were installing your bathroom. Right. You don't want those people in your house or nor the cross-eyed guy you don't want that guy no you don't want him either <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a second this is all wrong <laughs> um where are we going with this <laughs> cross-eyed people this is it's a very rampant issue and some i care passionately you know you're getting all sorts of emails and phone calls now, right? yeah no i i think cross-eyed is still like relatively pc for the level of uh, okay. uh insulting comedy on this show okay <laughs> cross-eyed and that good vision is absolutely necessary to do an impeccable job in construction yeah. no and also read like you know as far as your like you said your childhood kind of growing up around these craftsmen you know but also you took uh you know you almost took a straight business path yes. college wise and education wise yes. what was that like for you to you know personally to kind of veer away from the you know the family trade and then kind of come back to it well you know, for me, um, I, I guess I kind of wanted to explore different avenues. I was always around that my whole life. I always had tools in my hand. I grew up, my family's other business was a marina, and our home was right at the head of this marina. So on that property, we had uh, wood shops and mechanic shops and just, I mean, it, it's my earliest memory. Like, as, as soon as I could walk, I probably had tools in my hand. Right. So for me, I think when I got in school and I had some interest in business and marketing and some other ideas, finance, I think I wanted to explore some other options because I had always been around that and um, and I you know I took my turn at that uh, out of school uh, that was my first career was in finance I was a stockbroker for the first year first couple of years out of school took my uh, my exam and uh, and got a job um, in the city in New York City and I just didn't like it you know just commuting in and out of the city every day I just right. and it was funny because I'd be on the I train can't see you in like a suit and tie and like, I did I did yeah. I, you know I, <laughs> I, I, I think I wore it well you know I did oh, yeah. um, but um, it, you know what it was? It's for me. It was I was always used to my whole life growing up at very outdoors, doing stuff outdoors, being like my dad was a real man's man. These, these were like you know like guys that just they like built stuff, they did stuff with their hands. They were, you know, like the hunter gatherer type of guys, right. you know. And um, so I took my turn at that. And what was funny, I think, what was the deciding factor is that I remember one day I was standing on the platform of the train, and every morning I get on that train like six o'clock, driving to you know driving to riding the train into um. Manhattan and this every day get back on it. and the same guys going in same right. guys coming out Wall Street Journal in their hand standing on the platform in the snow and it was like I'm looking at them and I'm saying it's the same thing every day they're, they're train ride in do their thing train ride back I'm like I don't see myself doing that I don't care how much money I make I, I just it's, I can't do this right. you know, it wasn't for me you connect to it. I need to be in different places I'm a people person I need and everything I did back then was over the phone so I talked to hundreds of people a day but it was all over the phone and I'm, I'm a face to face kind of guy I'm a right. people I want to I sit across the table from you I want to shake your hand when we get done doing business and, and, and know that we're doing business right. I never met any of the people that I did business with in, the, in that career so it just wasn't for me. And when I came back to what my roots were, something just clicked. And it's, that's, you know, I always knew that's what I should be doing. Right. You know, it's good. But, I, you know, I think most people need to do that. You know, you t when we talk to a lot of entrepreneurs and they, you know, they kind of meander, you like, if you looked at my resume and career history, you'd be like, what, what, right. what did you, right. I did the same thing. Like I had an engineering degree and I worked at Chrysler for a couple of years, fresh out of college. Wow. And I was like, Hmm, this isn't, no, it didn't, it didn't drive with me, but I think that's also part of the journey. You needed, you know, you kind of need to know the no answer before you even kind of figure out what the yes answer is. Right. Yeah. Um, is he lying? Did you, did you do a background check when you guys met? <laughs> how, what, like how, how, how deep did you dig? <laughs> she did. I, I, I went, I, I didn't dig any deeper than I was allowed to, um, as a, as a private citizen. 
That's what I'm just leaving. Sure. <laughs> you know what? I don't believe that for a second because she's got access to all kinds hey, of computers. Like DMV there was records, nothing to find out. FBI really. <laughs> files, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. She if I was a private so. investigator and I started dating somebody, I probably wouldn't tell them I was a private investigator, right? Because especially if we just met, I, suddenly we'd be like, nah, you know what? No. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. She, yeah, she did. She told me about every parking ticket I ever had. And I saw you had a speeding ticket back in the, like, you know, 1999. And I was like, really? I, <laughs> wait like a second. Scroll, <laughs> scroll, she just rolled out a scroll on it's the like, floor. Yeah, no, I checked you out. Nice. Yeah. yeah. No, I just, yeah, I just, you know, you can pretty much, if there's not, if you don't find anything, that's pretty much, I didn't want to find anything. Right. I didn't find anything. So that's, that's all I needed to know. <laughs> God, you look too deep. Hey, exactly, exactly. Did you look up Skipbert? Right. <laughs> um, so again, just you guys being an interesting duo. Um, and also, you know, when I watch the show, there's the gigantic black guy that's always kind of standing in the mm-hmm. background. Um, I call Call him Dembe because I watch a lot of Blacklist. But um, uh, are, like, is there real danger, you know, on or off the set for either of you? Yeah. You know, well, kinda? when you say is there real danger, there's always real danger because that's the unknown factor. You can't be complacent and expect that somebody's going to behave the way that you want them to. So right. that's why my part in the whole project is important because I find out if they have a criminal background mm. or anything that the guys need to know. You know, because if there's somebody with an assault of history. And we've had some people who have been incarcerated previously or somebody who has uh, DV problems in their past. So right. that information helps them know what to prepare for when somebody walks in the door. But you never know what somebody's going to have on their person if they carry a weapon. You don't know. Right. So it, there's always a danger as soon as any stranger walks in the door. Yeah, yeah we but, don't have any metal detectors at these. the door, man. That's right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I need. Uh, do either of you have like any kind of like martial arts training or anything? Skip is kick ass. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I've been wrestling and uh, doing jiu-jitsu pretty much most of my life. I started wrestling when I was six, and uh, my dad got me into, uh, you know, all sorts of recreation wrestling programs, even earlier than when you could start doing it in school. Right. And as soon as I got into uh, school, I wrestled right through college, uh, you know. All, County champion. Like, like year-round. So right. even, like, outside of the scholastic season, I was going to wrestling camp, and, you know, like, I, I loved it. I lived it. You you're, know? Like the, you're like the manliest man that's ever been on the show. <laughs> well, it's probably the plaid shirt and Beard is, 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 no, it's, it's, it's the rest of the story. You got to rip somebody's arm off. You got, you know. Um, uh, yeah, well, we, should, you know, we should get him on the Man Show. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, that, that, it's, that's. I mean, it's great. You look at it, just kind of this holistic approach to the, you know, the whole game of what you guys do and how well it gels together. Um, you know, what I another thing I was curious to, especially when you grow up around sort of craftsmanship and beauty and you know the attention to detail. I would imagine. Um, yes. the, oh, is that? Yeah. Uh, how has that applied to you as a business person? Well, you know, I, I think attention to detail is and probably uh, a good quality to have in, in anything, any any walk of life, you know, because you um, life life is about details. You know, you, you got to sometimes look between the lines, you know, and, and, and especially what we're doing right now, um, you know sticking to the codes and making sure things are safe and doing things to the letter of the law, the things that keep from, you know, houses from burning down and from floods and people dying in uh, construction related accidents and everything else. So details are very important in what we do. And it's not just about the aesthetics of it. It's, you know, a safety issue as well. And that's one of the biggest problems I have with some of these clowns that we run into on this show that these guys just don't, you know, care at all. You know, they don't. So they're in there doing things they're not qualified to do. And when we open up a wall, we see like they just buried wires behind the wall that just, you know, any day they could have burst into flames. They didn't care. They got paid. They were down the road, but there's three kids living in that house. Yeah. You know, so that type of stuff doesn't fly with me. I wonder, I, like, I, I just, out of curi- pure curiosity, like, I wonder why that's such a rampant thing, right? Like, it's, you, you would hope that that's the, you know, the, what do you call it? The, um, the exception, not the rule, mm-hmm. right? Well, like, I can tell you exactly why. You know, there's, uh, we run into a couple different types of people on this show. There are some just outright criminals, which you're going to find in any, any career, any, any industry, right? They're going to always figure out a way to get over on people and, 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 you know, give them less than what they paid for. Um, and that definitely exists here. There are guys that just have no, have no idea what they're doing at all. And they, they no business being in their business. So they could just be selling cars 
cars one day and, and trying to do this the next. The other guys that we run into probably more often than not in this are the guys that are somewhat qualified. They're kind of handy men. They're the kind of guys that, you know, you'd have come over on the weekend and, you know, maybe paint the room or something like that. Right. And everybody wants to expand. You know, everybody wants to get bigger. They want to take on bigger jobs, make more money. But instead of going out and doing it properly, getting yourself educated, getting licensed, becoming a general contractor. And what we do as general contractors, we're kind of like a, like the, like the band leader, like an orchestra leader, right? So, you know, you have all the different sections of the band and together they make the music, right? So we bring in, you know, the licensed, the, the professional electrical people. We bring in the plumbers. We bring in the HVAC guys, the framers, the drywall guys, all those guys. And we orchestrate it. And they all work kind of like in time, in, in right. symphony with each other. And we produce the proper product. These guys, they don't do that. They have no interest in being educated. They just, they're going to get anybody they can do for the cheapest price. And by the way, those trades, like the electricians, the plumbers, all the certified guys, those are the ones that we pay the most money for. That's the biggest chunk of yeah, our of overhead as a GC. So if I'm doing a job, let's say for $20,000 and, you know, 10 of that is just my certified trades. If I can cross those guys off the list and we can do most of that work, you know, yourself or you can, you know, have, you know, a weekend warrior guy is going to come in and do it for half the price. Right. The homeowner might not know any difference. You know, it's all the stuff is behind the walls. You know, right. you throw up a piece of sheetrock in front of it and paint it, it all looks good until the house burns down with your family in it, you know? Yeah. So that's what we find a lot. These guys just get in over their head and they get to the point to where they realize, you know what, I can't I can't complete the job. By now they got a chunk of the money and they just stop showing up. And people were like, well, what happened to this guy? And they, they just stopped coming. They don't answer the phone. They don't return messages. They disappear. And now your house is gutted. You know, you, you would have been better off if you never even started the right. job. Because at least you had a functioning kitchen or whatever. Now you got a house with nothing in it, you know, and, and most of your money's gone. So... Yeah. Um, no, it, it, it's it's so funny, like the parallels you find in other industries, right? Like, uh, you know, I happen to work for a fairly large marketing and media agency. And, you know, every now and then in the business, you'll find somebody who's not worth a grain of salt right. for for their work. Um, you know, do you outside of the sort of the confrontation moment, I noticed that there's like an offer like, hey, you know, either you do it or or we do it. Like what kind of right. you make a make a proposition. Yeah. Is there anything that happens beyond that, right? Is there some sort of, you know, a refurb rehab <laughs> kind of well, thing that happens know, out th in the... The purpose of our show is it, there's a couple couple things that we really, our main goal is to of course always get the house put back together for the family in a safe, beautiful environment for them as they intended in the first place. But behind that, we want to give the contractor a chance to redeem himself. Um, most of the time they can't, but we offer them that opportunity to come back and maybe along the way they're going to learn something. We try to teach them the right way to do all the things that they screwed up. So if in fact they're going to stay in this business, they're going to move forward, they're going to hopefully know how to do it properly. So that's really, it's, it's kind of a, a two-part goal there, right. you know, and, and we really do give them a chance to come back. So uh, we always give them the same options. Everybody gets the same thing. There's three options. You say you can either give them all their money back, option number one, which is never really a viable option because Prior the money's always, already on it's, it's long gone. Yeah. Cocaine. Uh, whatever, whatever <laughs> makes you happy. <laughs> that or oh, that I spent it. Ah, damn it. <laughs> um, that's option one. That's all, that's, that's, that's table. option one. Option two is uh, come back and do the job properly under our supervision. We're going to be standing over you the whole time. We're going to ride you hard, but we're going to show you how to do it right. And if that doesn't work, option three is that we're going to help the family proceed with legal action against you, possibly file criminal charges, take you to court, sue you take your license from you, put you in jail, all that stuff. So it's really always the best option. The one that makes the most sense is for them to come back. And people ask us this all the time. Why would anybody do this? These guys you get in the show, I mean, this it must be it must be like set up. This show can't possibly be real because yeah. nobody would ever do this. And, we, and I say the same thing. It's 100% real, and it's always the best option for these guys because they're going to be on national television one way or the other. So I tell them straight out, sometimes even off camera, I go, look, dude, it's your choice. You know, Either way, we're going to tell this story. So you're going to have a shot to tell your side of it and come out looking like at least you gave a crap, you know? Right. But if you don't show up and do the right thing, then we're going to tell it the way we want to tell it. So it always makes sense for them to come back. Yeah. And there has been a few that, that didn't. A few of them, you know, basically did. They just walked out and they never came back. Um, but for the most part, it makes sense for them. That's great. Um, is there, you know, maybe for both of you, this idea of fear, right? Because people are, are scared, right, to do things in their home. They may have an idea. 
it does the show in in a way kind of amplify the fact that there's really shitty contractors out there and like people who don't have integrity to the contrary actually people already think that contractors are shady right so i think what we're doing is shining a light on it and showing that they're a a fraction of the industry and that most guys are good guys and and here's how to find them and here's Mm. the mistakes not to make so that this doesn't happen to you because they're out there but people don't find them because they don't know how to they don't know the questions to ask. They don't know the places to look. Yeah. So they're they're just taking people, anybody that they can find, or based on a price, you know, a, a little card up on a wall, and you know, in a right. store. They don't know what to do, and and so this is not only educating the contractor, it's educating the public on how to not have any of these problems. If you guys had to describe your collective brand, right? Like, what how what would it be? What would you, what would you, what would you, how would you describe yourselves as like a a brand presence? I think that we bring justice as well as education. Yeah, that's really what we're all about. You know, first and foremost, we're trying to get justice for these families and we're trying to change the game out there. For me, um, Allison hit a really good point. There's way more good guys out there in this industry than there are bad, but you don't, you don't hear about them. You right. only hear about the nightmare stories. So right. we're, we're trying to shine a light on that and change this game, change the industry for both the homeowners that are going through these nightmares right. and also people like me, the guys that are out there that are feeding their family, doing it the right way. And these clowns are taking, they're taking business away from us. They're taking food off of our table. We're going through all the effort and education to get licensed, certified, and trained and do the job right. Right. And these guys come in and do it for half the price, and they always end up the same way with a bad story. So it does two things to us. It takes the job away from us, and the job ends badly, which is one more story on the block that went wrong. It makes us all look bad. So, you know, the justice and the education is what we're all about. No, that's great. I, I love that it's sort of – it's a systemic approach, right? It's, it's not so much like, oh, we're going to bust the you know these guys in this funny ha-ha, and, like, you got caught and, like, confrontational. It is kind of like – you know, you're reaching those individuals one by one. The you know the three that may watch that episode or go like, all right, I'm going to straighten up on my own. I don't want to bump into, <laughs> into right. these people in the street. So it's kind of like that domino effect that happens. It's a long road. It's going to be uh, you know we think that we're doing something very different. This is cutting edge. There's never been a show that has done this. I mean, there's a million you know do it yourself uh, renovation remodeling shows on many networks, and we're fans of most of them. Um, but what I love about what we're doing on this show is that we're doing something that I think that has a potential of really changing things out there. It might take a couple of years, but we're educating the people on how to get the right guy and we're putting the message out there to the bad guys that this shit's over. Right. Shining you know? a light on, on these things that they do so people can recognize it when they see it. Yeah, it yeah. It's, you know, the, the game is changing and if you're out there and you're looking to, uh, you know, to be a crook and steal money from people, you better think twice about it because, you know, we're going to be looking for you. That's pretty intense eye contact you just made with me during that statement. Uh, I'm, I'm saying I, I don't contract. Like it is, man. You know, I don't passionate. own a hammer. <laughs> very passionate about it. I have no screws. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't do it. It wasn't me. Exactly. Um, as far as like, so when you talk about the long road, right, as you begin to grow as a brand, right, this justice and education platform, um, do you, I mean, do, what do you see in the future, right? Is there going to be books? Are you going to do speaking engagements? Is there, uh, you know, a live action film in the works? Yeah, I would like to do all of that, uh, to tell you the truth. I mean, that's that's really, I, I see it evolving into that. I would love to put out a, a lot of educational type of uh, products, be it, you know, through the internet or books. Um, I think that there's potential for other show avenues in this similar genre. Um, there's all sorts of things that we can do with this. And, and right now it's, it's really, it's a great platform because, you know, Spike is, is a huge outfit. They've given us a great platform to, to stand on. We reach, you know, well over a million homes every weekend and people are really getting the message that we're trying to deliver. So, um, you know, what we just uh, we want to just keep expanding on that. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. And speaking of Spike and the support of the network, you know, uh, I'd be curious as to like what sorts of marketing tactics have that you guys really like that they put behind the show. Was there anything that kind of stood out for you? Um, did they leverage you in a really cool way that you got to do something yeah, pretty no. amazing? No. Well, okay. they uh, no. they they, they, <laughs> no, uh, they, they actually have a really they put you on innovation crush. <laughs> 
They have, they have a really good. No, uh, they have a really like, good. No, website. no, they didn't. All right, we did that. They have a. That's true. They have a great uh, site. That no season three now. <laughs> Sorry. Well, no, okay. you know it, that, that's, that's, they're, they're not doing three. anything different than any other network. Unfortunately, it's all about you know it's a business well, thing. No, it's, I, we're not, I, I wouldn't even say unfortunately because here's the thing. I think the fact that you guys have broken all sorts of records in terms of you know viewership on the network, you know debut episodes and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. It really speaks to sort of the organic audience. You know, you don't have to market it in a way like uh, it's people are attracted to the fact that these are real people problems and. And things yeah. that people are curious about and want to learn about. Yeah, yeah, we're finding that um, you know it, it's definitely growing by word of mouth, and because I mean, there's not like an overwhelming um, uh, promotional thing going on out there. You know, we, we basically our show, our numbers keep going up every week because people just tell their friends about it. social media is like blowing up. Twitter right. is huge with it, and it's like a hundred percent good. You know, so you always figure social media, especially feedback on shows, there's always going to be especially a st- reality shows. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. oh my god, I mean, if you get fifty percent of the people that give you, you know, accolades and kudos, you're lucky, right? So I would say we're probably in about the ninety eight percentile. You know, you're always going to get a few doubters and haters here and there, but it's so few for the most part we get you know thank you so much for this show we learned so much we get like great stuff from people right and they go and, and then we get like hey i told my dad about it i told my uncle and, and they're coming over and we're gonna we're gonna have a viewing party this weekend like really yeah they just like people are just jumping on board and they just they love the show man and it makes us feel great because you know we're passionate about it are you taking out are you are you out of here yeah i have to roll oh man i have to go uh i have to go give my opinion on uh on a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to start walking down the hallway like giving your opinion. I don't like that shirt. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm No, but it was great having you. Thank you. By the way, everybody, the show's not over. No. Uh, you've got a very important an engagement. Yeah. Um, you want to say who? HLN with Dr. Drew on call. Oh. Yeah. So. Oh, Do you know his the, uh, wife has a show on this network? I did not know that. No, it's, you didn't. Uh, Sue Sailor. Yep. Yeah. Am I right, Maria? Yes. She, oh, I didn't realize it was on She has network. a show where she talks to psychics oh. about being oh, wow. psychics. I would be very interested to listen to that. Yeah, there you go. There's your little, now you can drop a little conversational tidbit. And like, I absolutely will. Yes, there you go. Okay. See, learn something new every day. I'm going to have to talk to Dr. Drew about that. All right, now we can talk like men. Get, yeah. Get manly. <laughs> to get get manly. beer and cigars and <laughs> stuff that doesn't match. To, to <laughs> mismatch socks. Yeah. Immerse. No. Immerse. Exactly. Aw. Okay, see you in a bit. Nice to meet you. Oh, no, nice to meet you as well. Um, is there, has, there ever, has there been any flack or, you know, because I think... As um, when you start to build this community of industry peers, right, and as you grow in your career, and like you have now, you have a television opportunity. What has been sort of the the um, the cause and effect of that? Like, have you made some new friends, lost some old ones? Like, what have been the effects of success thus far? Well, I can tell you that um, you know we're meeting a lot of great people, um, you know, in production and just you know in just this whole line of work. It's great. Um, I can't say that we made any enemies probably every one of the contractors uh, <laughs> don't have any good right. words to say about us um, but no we're making a lot of really good connections and you know people that I think all have ideas on how maybe we can expand on what we're doing and I think also because it is kind of a unique concept you know there, there's been other things out there like it there's a lot of shows that like you know they come in and man this guy really jacked up your house and we're going to fix it and what was this contractor thinking and then there's a big reveal at the end and everybody hugs it out but nobody has gone out and confronted the guy and dragged him back and made him fix it. Right. So I think because of that, people are like jumping onto it and and everybody kind of wants to expand with it. So it's kind of cool because we're meeting a lot of people that are, are excited about what we're doing. That's really that's really cool. Yeah. Man. Um, I mean, the other thing I like about those confrontation moments is the fact that you always make them personalize it, right? Like it's always like, would you do this to your own family or do this to your own home? I do. Yeah. What, and I don't know, like I think that's something that we just forget to do in general, like in our day to day business yelling in, you know, if somebody cuts you off on the freeway, right. And like right. you yell at them and there's like, you don't know what kind of like if they could be in a medical emergency, there could, their mom may have just passed away. Like True. there's this, there's this whole like idea of, 
reminding yourself of um, of what it, it's like for the other person. Right. So I admire that 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 part of the, the show. Um, Guys don't like that either, by the way, because you know I, I I'm you know I I have a son, and I don't know if you have children or not. But if you, if you do, especially me neither. Okay, no, but, I don't know if I have children. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or how many? <laughs> a few that's possible, but. I, <laughs> You're hoping you don't get any phone calls. No, okay. Sorry, I didn't mean it's, uh... <laughs> but um, no, man. Especially when there's kids in the house, I just feel compelled to like you know. I, I always bring that up because uh, you know just the lack of regard. I, I say to them, "Hey, would you do this in your own house? Would you put your own family like?" And I always get the look from them because it, it really sets them back on their heels. And I'm like, you know what? Some of them because they're just so argumentative, they won't they won't admit to it. But we've had a few that actually broke down along the way. And in fact, the first guy that we did this season, um, Gilbert the premiere episode the guy broke down and cried like you wow, know, really? at, the, at the end of the episode yeah he uh, he like legitimate there were no crocodile tears man this guy actually had a breakdown and he was like you know i realized you know just how effed up i am i, I just can't even believe I, you know, I did this stuff and it's time for me to make some changes in my life and so that that's uh, that's kind of cool but i think I, it was because of all the taunting and all the hammering that i did with him all, all the right. way through i wrote him hard you know and he needed it you know yeah. it's like boot camp it's like you go in they break you down to the, the barest form of who you are and then they build you back up right and that's what we try to do on this show and some of them are you know just resistant to it you it doesn't matter what you do you're never going to change them and every once in a while we, we get through to some of them you know and, and hopefully we change not only the house but we change these guys too uh, now how from a again from a sort of a work-life balance you uh, how does this affect your own ability to do your day-to-day craft right which <laughs> yeah has it, has it been a great marketing tool or has uh, it been well, like become cumbersome. It's, yeah, it's funny you say that. It's 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 a little difficult because you know the scheduling obviously is very demanding what we do with the show. So, you know, we've been out here for going on th- well over 3 months now right. that I've been away from New York where my home base is. So, fortunately, I have good people back there that I work with. I have been continuing to run jobs back there um, and I have a great group of guys that I can rely on and I kind of, you know, run the ship over the phone and on the computer and uh, with my clients over the phone and a lot of photos and emails and we get it done. Right. Um, so yeah, that's been challenging because I never had to do that before. I'm a very hands-on guy. There's a lot of contractors. And again, that we run into them in this business. They're the guys that like the salesmen. They sit in the office and they send out guys to work. Right. Most of the time, unqualified guys. And they, they, they just show up on the days they collect the checks. Right. For me, I'm the guy that actually, I got tools on uh, for a couple of reasons. I want, to. I like doing that while, right. while I'm still young enough and healthy enough and I have the physical ability to do it. I want to be out there. I love it. Uh, but also I believe that you're only going to be as good as, you know, that quality that you could be there and enforce. Yes. And so it's been challenging for yeah. me to step back away from that and, well, and allow it's, dele- me- it's delegation, right? And it's delegation yeah. and kind of letting go, which is which is tough, especially like you said, with something that's as intricate as, as it is. is. Yeah, yeah. And 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 all of my business, one hundred percent of it is word of mouth. I don't advertise. Everything I do is, you know, word of mouth. So like when I'm working on your house, before I finish your project with there for a month, I've probably spoken to ten of your neighbors that have stopped over across the street when I was getting in my truck and saying, Hey, right. could you come and take a look at my bathroom? Whatever. And there's been times when we have we've just pulled out of one driveway and went across the street, and then came out of that one and went across the street. We've been wow. on, we've been on blocks for sometimes five six months. We can't get off of one street because <laughs> that's and that, a, but that's that, a great problem to have. right? It is. It's a good problem to have, and we stay small. You know, um, before the economy changed, I was running three crews of guys that um, we were you know producing a lot of work, and the business changed a lot. Like you know back around oh six oh seven, yeah. it. Uh, residential construction almost fell off the map for a long time. So we kind of downsized. And in that, we were able to really just stay with the really good guys that were serious about the business and really create a a high quality product. It's not about the volume. It's about the quality. I'd rather have less jobs and do higher end jobs than just a bunch of, you know. So um, for me, and again, because we're doing that, it's tough to step back away from it, you know. Um, But yeah, that's been the biggest challenge. But fortunately, it's worked out well. And um, the production people have been flexible enough with my schedule too to allow me to right. do that. So, and with Allison also, it's been it's been challenging for her too because you know she's got a government job in addition to having being a private investigator. She's in law enforcement, so right. she goes to a job. Which every, means what? Like, what is that? She's in law enforcement. Is she a sheriff? Is she's she a, a probation officer. Oh, okay, got it. So, being a pr- 
probation officer. And no wonder she looked familiar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were like, oh man, I knew it. The show? I knew it. <laughs> she made me give him a Euro specimen about a month ago. Exactly. Uh, she's probably just waiting for me in the parking lot. She didn't right, really have yeah. an appointment. Yeah. Um, how does Skip Bedell um, define excellence? I think putting 100% of yourself into something is uh, is what is going to be how you're going to find your uh, way to excellence. Everybody has excellence inside of them. They have to tap it. They have to be 100% committed to doing whatever it is they, they want to do. My dad, when he was raising me, he told me, he said, I don't care what you do. You don't have to be a, a doctor or a lawyer or, or you know a, a politician. It doesn't matter. He said, you could be a garbage man. He said, but be the best garbage man you could be. Now, obviously, I didn't go out and be a garbage man. Not that there's anything wrong with that job. But it, his point to me was he always raised me. And he grew up during the Depression. He grew up poor. They, they stood on bread lines when he was a kid. Wow. Um, he grew up with, with no money. And for him, it, it's, it's about the pride. So he put that in me. So to answer your question, find what it is that you love to do and put 100% of yourself into it, and you'll have excellence. That's what it is. That's awesome. Um, so the show is called Innovation Crush. Um, what have you seen out there in the world, in your own industry, or maybe something you read in a newspaper or whatever, uh, seen at a trade show or Maria's hair? Um, <laughs> Definitely Maria's hair. <laughs> what, is, what is out there in the, in the world that you, you think of as innovative and that you're crushing on? You know, all the high-tech stuff that's coming up right now um, – it, it's great. It pres- it's two sides to it being construction, uh, construction because the building principles apply to everything that we do. But with all the high technology that comes into our industry now, we kind of have to retrain ourselves in how to install some of this stuff. So electronics are making huge changes you know, in our, in right. our business. Um, of course, all the environmentally... Uh, protective stuff, you know, all the, uh, the, the um, conservation-minded products for insulation, yeah. uh, insulated windows and, and, and door panels and building products, wall products now, foundations that come already insulated. It's just there's, there's amazing technology that's being p- applied to the construction industry that's really changing the way that we do things. And that's, again, why it's so important that people, they constantly learn, they continue sure, to learn exactly. every day because what we did 10 years ago we're not doing today. And that's just a very short span of time, you know, and and, in the span of construction, right, we've been building for thousands and thousands of years and all the same principles that we used thousands of years ago, building the pyramids, they apply today. But we build the pyramids. (laughs) I don't know, man, some strong (laughs) dudes, some ropes some pulleys, a bunch of, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what they say. (laughs) No, I mean, it's great. And it's funny, you you know, a lot of the conversation on this show specifically, you know, focuses a little bit more on communication technology, maybe and maybe some sort of maybe medical things like that. But, yeah. but we don't necessarily consider it in in terms of building a dwelling, right? Like where where you live. And you know, we talk about like the Internet of Things, right? Building the connected home and like where the wiring goes and how devices can communicate to one another. But the you know this idea of you know three D printing, right? And like three D printing, unbelievable <laughs> what they're doing with that, right? right. Um, making cars, now. yeah. It's, it's, you're going to have a 3D printed driverless car. That's going to be the uh, probably in the next two weeks. As fast, right. fast as things are Tomorrow. going. Um, you know, have have you dabbled in sort of the you know the latest and greatest in terms of technology integration? Uh, you know, outside of the like the insulated walls and, and those kinds of things, but like the. There are some great products out there that we're using right now. There's laser measurers um, and scanners that we can use uh, in a space that will transpose all of that data when we go in and measure out every every dimension of that room it it puts it right into a computer system and the software now that can draw you plans almost instantly and send it right to a plotter and give you a set of plans so all of the wow. laser measuring devices um, all of the high tech devices that, that go into drafting and architecture right now have right. really come a long long way and I can't say that I you know I'm, I'm firsthand with that side of the business but I it's it's advanced our ability to do things quicker so right. the people that I work with that do our drawings do our architectural work it's like it's it's, it's everything is so much faster now. What we're doing with smartphones today, just a couple years ago, you could, I mean, we're walking around with like supercomputers in our, in oh, our yeah. hand now. And it's just amazing what you can do with this stuff. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. I 100% agree with you. Um, 
there. I'm going to ask you to finish a phrase for me. Okay. Um, <laughs> Uh-oh. Nah, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Uh, well, we'll see how bad it is. Um, innovation to me is... Wow. Okay. Innovation to me is um, finding a better way. It's changing stuff. You know, it's it's changing the game. It's kind of like what we're trying to do with this industry, with this show. You know, we're changing what's been going on for years and years, and we're finding a better way. You know, we're uh, we're re we're redesigning the mousetrap. You know, that's that's innovation to me. That's great. And hopefully, at my home, I won't need a mousetrap because it'll be well insulated <laughs> enough that they won't get in. That's right. <laughs> in the first That's place. right. You got to insulate it. And we'll properly. clean up the hot dogs we left under the oven. Um, <laughs> you got the bachelor pad rolling. Or, <laughs> exactly. I'm thinking. I wonder where that hot dog went. <laughs> Some chef boyardee cans behind the couch. What's going on over your pad, man? <laughs> you just come over to my house and just yell at me, like, well, "Would you leave this under the couch if you if you had kids?" Don't be hating on kids, the chef, the man. Don't be hating on the chef. <laughs> boyardee. That is. Yeah. Um, well, thank you, man, for coming down. This is great. Uh, hey, thanks for having thank us. Thank you, man. Allison. Hey, you're welcome. <laughs> um, that thanks was me, just in case you guys yeah. didn't, didn't realize it. Um, where can people find out more about you and you know what you're doing? Catch a Contractor uh, has a Catch a Contractor Facebook page. Spike.com has a, a fantastic page with all sorts of bios and history on what we're doing, all past episodes, um, educational stuff, behind-the-scene videos. Um, th- there's tons of stuff on there. And now you can even download the uh, Spike TV app, which you can see every episode of every show they run for free. So oh, wow. uh, you will probably be sick of looking at me if you do any one of those things. <laughs> it's like good toilet time, though. You just say, you're like, yeah. I'm in here. Like, uh, but, That's it. <laughs> what's all that yelling? Yeah. Don't worry about it. No, but hey, everyone, this has been another installment of Innovation Crush. Uh, thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Hey, man, there's just one, one more oh, thing. Oh, yes. I got to tell you one more Wait, thing. Wait, don't, don't hang up. Yeah. This Sunday night at 10 o'clock, of course, our, our show is every Sunday at 10 on Spike, but this Sunday we're doing something different that we've never done before. We have our first repeat offender. This guy is coming back. <laughs> He's coming back from last season, and this guy is by far the worst hack that we've ever dealt with, and it's it's also the first actual physical fight that we have on the show. Oh. So everybody's been wanting to see us mix it up. If you want to see it, tune in this Sunday. You're going to see some action. Nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, and now we will sign off. And you and I should fight after. Let's do it. It's all over. Yeah, let me just take my headphones yeah. off. Here we go. Let's all right. See you guys. I'll let him in. If you like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleichinger, Schleichinger. I've been friends with her for 10 years. One of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore. Because it's here. And it's funny. And I love you. A few days ago, Brooke Tudine posted an inspirational quote on her wall that got 17 likes and 3 comments. Thumbs up, Brooke. Geico also wants to make a comment. In just 15 minutes, you could save hundreds of dollars on your car insurance by switching to Geico. And nothing says inspiration better than saving money. Well, except for those posters that say things like teamwork, excellence, and make it happen. Hashtag keep climbing. Hashtag savings. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance.